passes to India, Chapter Seven, Part Two. To Aziz, it had a very definite meaning. May I really, Mister Fielding? It's very good of you," he called back. "I like unconventional behavior so extremely." His spirits flared up. He glanced round the living room. Some luxury in it, but no order. Nothing to intimidate poor Indians. It was also a very beautiful room, opening into the garden through three high arches of wood. The fact is, I have long wanted to meet you," he continued. "I have heard so much about your warm heart from the Nawab Bahadur, but where is one to meet in a wretched hole like Chandrapur?" He came close up to the door. When I was greener here, I'll tell you what. I used to wish you to fall ill so that we could meet that way. They laughed, and encouraged by his success, he began to improvise. I said to myself, "How does Mister Fielding look this morning? Perhaps pale, and the civil surgeon is pale too. He will not be able to attend upon him when the shivering commences. I should have." Been sent for instead, then we would have had jolly talks, for you are a celebrated student of Persian poetry. You know me by sight, then. Of course, of course, you know me. I know you very well by name. I have been here such a short time and always in the bazaar. No wonder you have never seen me. And I wonder you know my name. I say, Mister Fielding. Yes. Guess what I look like before you come out. That will be a kind of game. You are five feet nine inches high," said Fielding, surmising this much through the ground glass of the bedroom door. Jolly good. What next? Have I not a venerable white beard? Blast. Anything wrong? I have stamped on my last collar stud. Take mine, take mine. Have you a spare one? Yes, yes. One minute. Not if you are wearing it yourself. No, no. One is in my pocket. Stepping aside so that his outline might vanish, he wrenched off his collar and pulled out of his shirt the back stud, a gold stud. Which was part of a set that his brother-in-law had brought him from Europe. Here it is, he cried. Come in with it, if you don't mind the unconventionality. One minute again. Replacing his collar, he prayed that it would not spring up at the back during tea. Fielding's bearer, who was helping him to dress, opened the door for him. Many thanks. They shook hands, smiling. He began to look round as he would have with any old friend. Fielding was not surprised at the rapidity of this their intimacy. With so emotional a people, it was apt to come at once or never, and he and Aziz, having heard only good of each other, could afford to dispense this preliminaries. But I always thought that Englishmen kept their rooms so tidy. It seems that this is not so. I need not be ashamed," he sat down gaily on the bed. 
then forgetting himself entirely drew up his legs and folded them under him everything ranged coldly on shelves was what i thought i say mr fielding is the stud going to go in i have my doubts what's the last sentence please will you teach me some new words and so improve my english fielding doubted whether everything ranged coldly on shelves could be improved he was often struck with the live lines with which the younger generation handled a foreign tongue they altered the idiom but they could say whatever they wanted to say quickly there was none of the babuism ascribed to them up at the club but then the club moved slowly it still declared that few mohammedans and no hindus would eat at an englishman's table and that all indian ladies were in impenetrable purdha individually it knew you better as a club it declined to change let me put in your start i see the shirt back's hole is rather small and to repeat wider a pity why in hell does one wear collars at all grumbled fielding as he bent his neck we wear them to pass the police what's that if i am biking an english dress stars collar hat with ditch they take no notice when i wear a fetch they cry your lamps out lord curzon did not consider this when he urged natives of india to retain their picturesque costumes hurray studs gone in sometimes i shut my eyes and dream i have splendid clothes again and am riding into battle behind alamgir mr fielding must not india have been beautiful then with the mogul empire at its height and alamgir reigning at delhi upon the peacock throne two ladies are coming to to, to meet you i think you know them meet me i know no ladies not mrs moore and miss quested oh yes i remember the romance at the mosque had sunk out of his consciousness as soon as it was over and excessively aged lady but will you please repeat the name of her companion miss quested just as you wish he was disappointed that other guests were coming for he preferred to be alone with his new friend you can talk to miss quested about the peacock throne if you like she is artistic they say is she a post impressionist post impressionism indeed come along to tea this world is getting too much for me altogether aziz was offended the remark suggested that he an obscure indian had no right to have heard of post impressionism a privilege reserved for the ruling race that he said stiffly i did not consider mrs moore my friend i only met her accidentally in my mosque and was adding a single meeting is too short to make a friend but before he could finish the sentence the stiffness vanished from it because he felt fielding's fundamental goodwill his own went out to it 
and grappled beneath the shifting tides of emotion which can alone bear the voyager to an anchorage but may also carry him across it on to the rocks he was safe really as safe as the shore dweller who can only understand stability and supposes that every ship must be wrecked and he had sensations the shore dweller cannot know indeed he was sensitive rather than responsive in every remark he found a meaning but not always the true meaning and his life through vivid was largely a dream fielding for instance had not meant that indians are obscure but that post impressionism is a gulf divided his remark from mr sturton's why they speak english but to aziz the two sounded alike fielding saw that something had gone wrong and equally that it had come right but he didn't fidget it being an optimist where personal relations were concerned and their talk rattled on as before besides the ladies i am expecting one of my assistants narayan godbole oh the dekani brahman he wants the past back to but not precisely alamgir i should think not do you know what Bra- brahman say the england conquered india from them from them mind and not from the moguls is not that like their cheek they have even bribed it to appear in textbooks for they are so subtle and immensely rich professor godbole must be quite unlike all other dekani brahmans from all i can hear say a most sincere chap why don't you fellow run a club in chandrapur aziz perhaps some day just now i see mrs moore and was her name coming how fortunate that it was an unconventional party where formalities are ruled out on this basis aziz found the english ladies easy to talk to he treated them like men beauty would have troubled him for it entails r- rules of its own but mrs moore was so old and misquested so plain that he was spared his anxiety adela's angular body and the freckles on her face were terrible defects in his eyes and he wondered how god could have been so unkind to any female form his attitude towards her remained entirely straightforward in consequence i want to ask you something dr aziz she began i heard from mrs moore how helpful you were to her in the mosque and how interesting she learned more about india in those few minutes talk with you than in the three weeks since we landed oh please do not mention a little thing like that is there anything else i may tell you about my country i want you to explain a disappointment we had this morning it must be some point of indian etiquette there honestly is none he replied we are by nature a most informal people i'm afraid we must have made some blunder and given offense said mrs moore that is even more impossible but may i know the facts 
an indian lady and gentleman were to send their carriage for us this morning at night it has never come we waited and waited and waited we can't think what happened some misunderstanding said fielding seeing at once that it was the type of incident that had better not be cleared up oh no it wasn't that miss quested persisted they even gave up going to calcutta to entertain us we must have made some stupid blunder we both feel sure i wouldn't worry about that exactly what mr heeslow tells me she retorted reddening a little if one doesn't worry how's one to understand the host was inclined to change the subject but aziz took it up warmly and on learning fragments of the delinquents name pronounced that they were hindus slack hindus they have no idea of society i know them very well because of a doctor at the hospital such a slack unpunctual fellow it is as well you did not go to their house for it would give you a wrong idea of india nothing sanitary i think for my own part they grew ashamed of their house and that is why they did not send that's a notion said the other man i do so hate mysteries adela announced we english too i dislike them not because i am english but from my own personal point of view she corrected i like mysteries but i rather like dislike muddles said mrs moore a mystery is a muddle oh do you think so mr fielding a mystery is only a high sounding term for a muddle no advantage is stirring it up in either case aziz and i know very well that india's a muddle india's oh what an alarming idea there will be no muddle when you come to see me said aziz rather out of his depth mrs moore and everyone i invite you all oh please the old lady accepted she still thought the young doctor excessively nice moreover a new feeling half languor half excitement bade her turn down any fresh path miss quested accepted out of adventure she also liked aziz and believed that when she knew him better he would unlock his country for her his invitation gratified her and she asked him for his address